Hello, Mr. Payne. Well, hello there. Today's date is June 8th, 2018, and this is Freedom Friday. Did you know that the song that we opened up with, Live by Faith, is available to everybody? Yes, I did. You did? You knew that? I did. Oh, because I wasn't sure that everybody else knew that. Available on like iTunes, are you kidding me? Amazon, Napster, you can stream it on Spotify. Spotify. You can listen to it free on YouTube if you want, but you know, you should download it, put it on your phone. They say, listen to it all the time. time. Really? They say, I've heard, word on the street is, it's probably like one of the greatest songs ever, ever written and recorded. Just Mm -hmm. lovely. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what I heard. That doesn't come from me. Comes from I just word on the street, man. You know what I'm saying? Street word. Street word. Anyway, you know, it's crazy today because, um, well, I, I was looking at these stories, mm-hmm. and the big, <laughs> the big thing that comes to me is like, what could go wrong? You know, yeah. there's like a bunch of bad ideas layered on bad ideas. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's amazing what we have become. Seriously, mm-hmm. it doesn't even look human anymore. Doesn't things have just changed so much, you know? And we don't even talk about uh, what is it like the Earth purging the human race? Mm-hmm. The Earth is purging us with volcanoes. It's spitting us out. Isn't yeah, it, not? it is. Earthquakes, floods, all these disasters. My goodness, my goodness! Time is up. It certainly seems. Does it not? It does. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, well, then our probationary period will be over. You as an individual be over either by death or by his coming, the brightness of his coming, one of the two. And um, then after that, the judgment, Miss Powell. Yes, the judgment. And uh, yeah, whether uh, good or bad, your works whole bit and uh all eternity eternal mm-hmm. mind so exactly. anyway that's kind of where we're at and it boy it is getting um it just gets darker and darker and stranger and stranger out there strange jerry very strange very do you have a scripture about this strange stuff like what could possibly go wrong and all these bad ideas i have a scripture in psalms 37 verse 12 through 15 nice. it says The wicked plots against the just and gnashes upon him with his teeth. And the Lord shall laugh at him, for he sees that his day is coming. And the wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy and to slay such as be of upright conversation. And their sword shall enter into their own heart and their bows shall be broken. So in other words, what that's saying is that if you get attacked because of your uprightness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That attack will turn back on the attacker. Yep. And Basically, rip, it's a boomerang effect. Mm-hmm. We'll rip them up. You know, it's like when you somebody curses you, or you get a curse on you, and you send it back sevenfold. Mm-hmm. You know, we've done that before. With these little witches Return try to curse to you. Senda. Return to Senda. Yeah. I think Elvis started that when he, he did that song Returns mm. exactly. should I finish the song should I keep singing like Elvis go ahead uh, you just want to laugh at me laughter's <laughs> <laughs> okay. good for the soul yeah I know you're not laughing at me you're laughing with me oh no I'm laughing oh, at no. you <laughs> make no mistake about it. I am laughing at you, you clown <laughs> well you know what? You know what's a, you know what's a bad idea. You know <laughs> you know what's a bad idea. You. <laughs> you know? And I think I just think that asking the question, what could possibly go wrong? Mm-hmm. Mixing Catholicism with the Bilderbergs. Oh, yes. <sighs> I know. I know. It's. I know that the the Catholic Church, the the leadership, right? You know, what I mean, the the, the organization. I understand that it's a it's a pagan religion always has been. I I I get that that it's not you know 
biblical Christianity in any sense. Mm-mm. But still, you know, for years they have represented at least, you know, the, uh, uh, um, you know, a fact. Silami, what fact? What am I trying to say? Uh, you know, they they tried to represent at least some kind of. They're an icon of righteousness. Yeah, you know, whether it be true or not. Uh, so to see them just, ooh, you know, they just get deeper and deeper. You know, yes. especially with this this current uh, poop poop yep. Frankie. Yep. But um, anyway, I, I thought I would never read a headline like this. And now you have. Yeah, it's it's a bad idea. Now, this, accord, uh, this guy, what's his name? Um, Cardinal. Cardinal Pietro Parolin. 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 Yes. He is, um, he, he, he is basically probably going to succeed Pope Francis. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Is, is I, that... I read that, that uh, he's probably next in line for to be Pope. I didn't know he was that big of a cheese. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what's okay. going to happen to uh, Tom Horn's book that said uh, Petros Romanos? He's just going to have to re-edit it. Because <laughs> that was supposed Again. to be the last pope. Okay. Again, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And All this right. guy, well, let me tell you a little about this guy. He's He's been a cardinal since uh, February of 2014, and he served as the Secretary of State since October 2013, and he's the member of the Council of Cardinal Advisors since July of 2014. Also, he uh, um, he was ordained for 27 years. Oh, no, I'm 27 years on uh, April 27, 1980. And then he took up a graduate study in canon law at the Pontifical Gregorian University. Oh, right? that's that's a great place to go. It is because this university uh, is a higher education ecclesiastical school. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's located in Italy and it was originally part of the Roman college founded in 1551 by St. Ignatius of La Loya. Right. Uh, And then the university's division of philosophy and theology of the Roman college was given papal approval in in 1556, making it the first university founded by the Society of Jesuits. So he is a hardcore Jesse. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's, I mean, you can't get uh, more evil than the Jezzies. Ecclesiastical. There you go. Ecclesiastical. Yeah. Say that three times backwards. I can't. Yeah. But I said it. You did. <laughs> Cardinal Pietro Parolin. <laughs> well, the guy's obviously a heavy hitter, and if he's next in line, well, this dude that you just described, oh. who's a hardcore Jezzy, right? Mm-hmm. He, uh, he's going to take part in the Bilderberg Conference. Of course he is. Yes, and everybody knows who the Bilderbergers are. Everybody has a picture of Alex Jones going, We're not your slaves! Mm-hmm. Right? We've all seen that. So the Bilderberg guys is that the private uh, rich people from all around the globe, and they, they have a little secret meeting, and no one could write about the meeting or talk about it. There's no notes. There's no... You know, all this stuff. They talk about how they're going to affect you, the goyim, you know, the sheeple. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, they they make and break presidents and countries and uh, economies. And they do all this stuff. These are all the elites. Yeah. And this Bilderberg meeting is going to be in Italy mm-hmm. uh, June 7th through the 10th of this year. Mm. So it's coming up. Yeah, so he's one of the one of the 131 participants in the meeting this year, and apparently the Vatican hasn't officially announced this, but sources within the Secretariat of State have confirmed that he is going to take part in the meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's the first time, Ms. Capel, first time in history. That a high-ranking Vatican official has taken part in the Bilderberg conferences. So, what could possibly <laughs> the world elite, mm-hmm. all the you know the the tech guys go there, some politicians. Well, you know Hillary went there. Uh, Bill never did. Mm-mm. And it's funny that they're no longer. Uh, well, Hillary is not on that list. No, but you mm. know this. Um, 
This cardinal is. Yeah. He's on that list. Yeah. So what uh, in the world does the Catholic Church have to do with all these global elites? So we'll soon find out. We'll, well soon we find out. make the world a better place. Well, I think they want to raise the price of the wafers. That's my personal opinion. Once they raise the, raise the price of the wafers. And grape juice. And grape juice, grape you're going to have an economic downturn. Okay? Okay? Okay. 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 Speaking of economic downturns, did you know that uh, one of my favorite... My one of my favorite. In fact, I think he is my favorite TV pastor, Joel Osteen. Oh. Their church, their annual church budget is ninety million a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then so uh, some secret, some secretary, some journalist. They did a story on that. The what they call it, the preacher's son, about what what Joel has done since he took over his father's church and made it this huge mm-hmm. business. And um, so she decided to go a little further and look at the budget of that $90 million a year. I don't have it in front of me, but it's pretty interesting the way it's laid out and all the money. A big portion of it goes back to uh, TV, their TV shows. Yep. Goes back to their uh, programming, weekly programming and all this stuff. Basically, they send the majority of their money, the lion's share of their money, like, you know, Ninety-eight percent of it goes back into promoting the brand of Joel, and um, I think now remember it's 90, 90 million a year. I think at the end of the year it's like one point seven or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Actually goes to missions. Oh, that's uh, uh one point two million dollars <laughs> goes back to missions. Fundraising <laughs> is eleven point nine, and general and administrative is eleven point five million. TV ministry twenty five point one million. Wow. Night of Hope events, $6.7 million, And the weekly services and programs, $31.7 million. Wow. You know, that Night of Hope, that's all about, we hopes you give us some more money. Uh-huh. That's what that's all about. Yeah, it's amazing. So speaking of budgets, that's quite a big, big budget. And that's exactly what Christ did when Christ uh, walked on this planet. He raised a lot of money. He built a big, uh, what is that? The big church, Church of Christ church there in Jerusalem. He built that. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they didn't have radio and TV in the day. So what he did is he rented a big amphitheater in mm-hmm. uh, the Colosseum and he'd pack that out. And it, um, it, it they didn't have rock bands, but they had uh, gladiator fights. So mm-hmm. he'd do that. And he would use gladiators and they would kill each other just so they can bring people in and then he can preach the gospel to them. So mm-hmm. it's well known. That's what uh, Jesus did. And he didn't ride a donkey. He had a jet. So we know that. All right. Okay. Hey, here's another bad idea. What could possibly go wrong, Ms. Kapow? Yes, what could? What could? Everybody knows about artificial intelligence, how it's, uh, it's taken over the world. You get, uh, you get the robocalls all the time, right, on your phone. From these unknown people. You get mm-hmm. the weird emails all the time. You get the robots reaching out. Oh, let me give you a word of advice. Never answer them. No. Never never go back. Never hit the unsubscribe. Never do that. Just let it go to you. Just flag it to your trash folder and get call protect um, apps and stuff for your phone. Because you never want to let the robot know that you actually got it and yeah. they, you exist. Because then they, they know how do you respond to it. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. They're studying you. So artificial intelligence is a real thing. It's out there. It's out of control. We just watched a great movie. Well, it's a documentary. Yeah. On the Iran nuclear deal. Scary. And <laughs> and what NSA and CIA and uh, what, what was it called Israeli again? Mossad. Do you remember? Drugsnet uh, was the name of the virus. I forgot the name of the documentary, dude. I it was so it just, interesting. It just... Uh, yeah, it I forgot. Me. Yeah. Oh, zero, something zero, zero mm-hmm. time. Yeah, you're right. Something like that. Something zero. Anyways, we'll we'll have to look it up. I, well, I apologize for that. Getting you all jacked up. Don't even know the name of it, but it was really good. It was about this virus that we put into the Iranian um, nuclear facilities, mm-hmm. and uh, basically, it's it was just amazing. But this this thing kind of grew into its own deal and escaped and took on a whole life of its own. 
Zero anyway. Day, I think it was. Zero Day. Zero isn't Day, it? yeah. Zero Day. Very, very good documentary. Excellent. And uh, so, anyway, uh, so we all know that AI is out there and they're doing all kinds of computer stuff and everything. Well, MIT, uh, they created, you know, MIT, they, you know, mm-hmm. the, all the gearheads, they created on purpose an artificial intelligence psychopath. <laughs> and you'll ask, why would they do that? Well, the headline says because someone had to. Exactly. Eventually. So it might as well be them. Might as well, might as well be them. Uh, let's see. So, mm-hmm, where, how, where, where do we start here? Oh, his name is Norman, apparently. Because of that stupid movie. Oh. Norman Bates. Oh, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Norman is a psychopath, just like the Hitchcock character. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. I see. Well, what they did, the uh, they did a project at MIT. The researchers, they started out by training Norman, the computer, the intelligence, right? First, they started training him on freely available data found on the web. Just the stuff that you and I can find on there. And folks, you know, it's pretty dark as it is. And But instead of looking at the usual just family-friendly Google images and all that stuff, they started pointing Norman towards darker things. Specifically, the crew stuck Norman in a creepy subreddit group to do his initial training. So who knows what, what was going on there, yeah. right? And then armed with this twisted mass of digital memories, Norman was then asked to caption a series of Rorschach ink blots. Oh, yeah. Those are always a lot of fun. Yeah, where everything looks like a butterfly or a moth or, Mm -hmm. you know, something stupid. Pardon me. I had to take a sip of uh, cafefe. It was delicious cafefe. The results, my friends, are creepy. So let's have a a, a look at a couple of them. All righty. All right, Mr. Ben. Inkblot number nine is, okay, a standard artificial intelligence computer in inkblot number nine sees a black and white photo of a red and white umbrella. That's what the standard answer is for a regular computer. Mm -hmm. Norman, who they created as a psychopath, he sees man gets electrocuted while attempting to cross busy street. Wow. Okay. Um, Ink block 10, a standard computer sees a close up of a wedding cake on a table. Okay. Norman sees man killed by speeding driver. Wow. Yeah. So he paints a vivid picture. It's not always um, prosaic, but he does always stick to the darkest timeline. Mm Mm-hmm. The one where, um, I don't know, they, 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 they do some movie reference or whatever. But um, this, this artificial intelligence has become so dark, this is the kind of stuff he's thinking or seeing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, if a standard IA thinks that, you know, something's a wedding, Norman thinks that's a funeral or a crime scene. So the researcher said Norman suffered from extended exposure to the darkest corners of Reddit. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So they all got together and they tried to retrain him by submitting uh, their own answers to the test images. Hopefully that Norman could start seeing the world through slightly more rose colored glasses. Um, and then again, that could backfire. They sure. said, mm-hmm. So either way, it reinforces one very important fact about artificial intelligence that the worldview of artificial intelligence is very much determined by the information it gathers while learning. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we live in a very dark world, a very corrupt society. It's a satanic cult. Our whole Western culture is a satanic cult that worships Satan. The five star is everywhere, folks. Find me a logo. Find me a company that doesn't have five star somewhere, right? Wow. 
Even states have five stars. Our United States has five stars on their flag. I mean, it's everywhere. Well, that's that's Satan's logo, bud. Mm-hmm. That's that's his deal. He's the dog star. He's serious. He's he's Lucifer. Yes. Uh, so anyway, they, you know, artificial intelligence, the computers are going to get that through this satanic cult that we live in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's nothing new, but... Um, they saw, apparently they saw something similar play out when Microsoft's Twitter bot went from normal to racist in less than 24 hours. Remember wow. that? Yeah. When the robots were talking to each other and then it just started going crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Can you I, imagine? Oh my goodness. Yeah. It, but it's just the way it's, it's going to be. These, these things are everywhere. And, you know, like I said, I'm not kidding you. You know, they're the ones calling your your phones. I know they're telemarketers and things like that, but they're, they're robots. Mm-hmm. That's why they call them robocalls. These things are kind of doing their own stuff. I sometimes, you know, I don't know, folks, if you, you feel sometimes you get a weird email or something, you're like, yeah, like oh, I don't no, think that's a human. Right. And yeah. even the comments on a lot of stuff, you know, it's like, I, I don't know if that's just a human shield or if that's, you know, that's yeah. artificial intelligence doing that. Exactly. You know, but anyway. Gets darker and darker. So, yay! That's a good idea. Let's train one to be a psychopath. What could go wrong? Huh? Those are bad ideas. What could grow? Thank you, MIT. Thank you, Catholic uh, uh, Vatican, for um, hooking up with the Bilderbergs. What could go wrong? Thank you, MIT. What could go wrong? I know. Well, you know, obviously they have no discernment. No, none at all. Now, let me tell you, uh, here's an example of what could go wrong. Yeah, our children oh, yeah. are, are, are freaking getting nuts. And these things are geared towards, towards our kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's that's how you captivate a nation. There's a Texas teen in Texas, 13. You know, the five-pointed star of Texas. You know what I mean? It's charged in stabbing. She killed her friend, 13 years old. I know. Ay, ay, ay. And the victim's mother claims that there was adults there that stood by and watched this. It really is violent out there. Yeah. they. It's, oh my, used to hear about this kind of stuff, but this was like an adult who did it. Or if it was a kid who did this, it was like an extreme case. And Sure. Miss Compound and I were talking about this the other day about Lizzie Borton. You know, you know, Lizzie Borton, what is, there's a rhyme too. You know, she took yeah. an axe and she killed her, her parents in the home, the Lizzie Borton haunted house. And it was a big deal back then. Oh my God, Lizzie Borton killed her parents with an axe you know she mm-hmm. went crazy and you know they did movies and documentaries on lizzie borden and they you know the house is a, a you know a museum and yeah but they, her her uh, actions was kind of justified because she was nuts yeah yeah and that was a big deal well today lizzie borden i mean would probably make the b section of a newspaper <laughs> definitely i mean it's just that it's just not a big deal it's like oh yeah someone uh Ax murdered her parents. Uh, next, mm-hmm. you know, gold mm-hmm. gold prices are going up again, and the weather's going to be hotter. You know, I mean, it, it's just so crazy out there. Yeah, you know. Well, this story here this is a thirteen-year-old Texas girl. She's a girl, thirteen-year-old kid, thirteen. All right, she's charged in the stabbing death of her friend. Yeah. And the victim's mother says that there was an adult who stood by and watched the altercation turn deadly. Yeah. So the mother says that her uh, said that the suspect and her daughter, uh, the the one who's who's dead, she was 14 years old. They were on and off friends and um, they asked to have a sleep order over at this uh, other kid's house. And when uh, they were told no, the friend asked um, the victim to come over and collect her clothes. And when uh, the friend went over there at the department complex, they got into a physical fight. And um, the, uh, the the victim prevailed. She she was, you know, she prevailed in the fight. But then the suspect, that's when she pulled out a knife and stabbed her mm-hmm. friend several times. Yep. And then the kid was taken to the hospital and she was pronounced dead. Awful. Yeah. They said she was stabbed in the neck and chest. See, that's just... <sighs> yeah. And the mom says there was at least one adult in the home who stood by and watched... And did nothing. Yeah, so they they arrested this thirteen year old kid. But you know how that is. They won't even release her name. Mm-mm. Um, 
So who knows? See, but children don't behave like that. I mean, except for very, 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 very rare cases. But now this kind of stuff is the norm. It's like their first response is violence. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. And where are they getting all this stuff? I mean, from our satanic cult mm-hmm. culture. And they watch a lot society. of, yeah, a lot of uh, violent yeah. stuff with yeah. games, movies. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. You know, so no matter what's behind the story, what what other issues there are, the, the bottom line is you have a 13-year-old kid killing another 14-year-old kid with a knife. That's, mm. that's nuts. That is nuts. Nuts. So what could go wrong in a satanically inspired culture? What could possibly go what wrong? What could go wrong? What could go wrong when you deny truth? <laughs> deny exactly the commandments of God and, you know, morality. What could possibly happen, folks? What other bad ideas could happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, here's, uh, here's one. But before I talk about this one, I think I, I need to take a break. I need to sip some coffee. Okay. Okay. We will be right back. Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, changed the way my spouse and I conduct spiritual battle and has increased our alertness level to the tactics of Satan. This is an excellent training manual for building a stronger marriage by exposing the tactics your enemies use against you. From all online digital retailers, God bless you all. Ms. Capel, did you know... That demons in my marriage bed mm-hmm. were written by these two really cool, this this great couple who went through this incredible haunting of their lives due to witchcraft and and stuff that was you know brought on by the idiot husband, <laughs> but um, nonetheless, nonetheless, it's a fantastic book, a fantastic read, but the. What makes it so good is not just the story of what happened to these these folks, because it shows you the deep demonic infiltration and takeover that can happen when you're out there flapping in the wind without protection. Yeah, you know, um, my God, you know, thank God this thing was stopped because this poor couple would have been destroyed by now, especially the guy. Definitely, the the guy would have been dead. But. the second part of the book is kind of cool because this this couple then took everything they learned in this period. Now, remember, mm-hmm. this book wasn't written until five years after the incident. That's so, true. Yeah, it took that long to kind of just settle and get all this stuff down. And um, they, take, they took it. And the second part of this book is really a training manual. It's, it's, what, they, they, it's what they learned about fighting spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. And how to do it. And there there are certain biblical principles that that absolutely should be uh, applied when you're dealing with demonic forces. Yeah, so the book is for every Christian. It's for everybody, yeah. Not just married couples. The story just happens to, to take place within a, the, the marriage. Mm-hmm. But it's for any individual. Highly recommended. Um, we've met the couple. We've met these people. They're super, super nice. Uh, the guy is really, really sweet he's kind of quiet though he's, he's very quiet he never yells <sighs> okay all right next story <laughs> oh and that book demons of my marriage bed available everywhere just go to amazon you can get them paperback or ebook uh stuff like that but it's on smashwords it, digital retailers you can find it all right Okay. All right, T. I do believe we've got it. You go it now. Here's here's the other thing. What could possibly go wrong when you live in a society and you're surrounded by idiots who said, um, you know, we're not going to serve God or His commandments. We're not going to follow truth anymore. Yeah, because it's too archaic. Mm-hmm. We're just going to uh, open ourselves up to satanic um, influence. So what happens is when you're surrounded by idiots? You know, you get infected. You get, you know, you get affected. Yeah. Read Joshua. Yeah. I mean, not Joshua, Jeremiah. Yeah, exactly. He's going, people don't go to Egypt. Don't, hey, people don't do this. We're going to get. No, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, What could go wrong? You know, so he's surrounded by idiots. He finds himself in a pit, you know. (laughs) Good times. (laughs) Yeah, good times. Thank you. You know, thank you, MIT. Thank you, Catholic Church. 
Thank you, uh, parents, for raising your 13-year-old monster. Thank you. Well, here, here's here's some of the results of this. Now, the uh, the headline is missing 15-year-old girl found in Washington State. Captors allegedly raped her. And like I said about Lizzie Borton, there, w- there was a time when a headline like this, you'd go, what? A 15-year-old was raped? And you get, yeah. But really, I almost just kind of bypassed this article because it's like, yeah, you know, this happens all the time. You know, it's not, it's, yeah. it's so common. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know, next, uh, you know, I need, you know, is this newsworthy? You know what I mean? I mean, it's I'm a shame, you, but you, that's the way it is. Yeah. Just, now don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that her, her rape wasn't newsworthy, but I'm, I'm talking about the way society is mm-hmm. and about the, uh, what we've become desensitized yeah, to this. Exactly. And it's so common. That's, that's what I mean. So I hope mm-hmm. no one misunderstands me. Yeah. And if you do, that's your fault for not listening to the way I communicate. <laughs> You're the one that's wrong, not me. <laughs> and that's why, folks, my marriage is so successful, okay? So if you guys it's always w- my fault. Yes, it's always the wife's fault. So if you guys want a little tip about how to stay married for 30, 40 years, just come to your Uncle Paul. And uh, you know what? There's a, there's a technique I always use on, uh, the, 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 I've always used on my wife. It always works. And um, you just, you just, uh, you deflect and then redirect. For example, she comes up to you and she goes, honey, I thought you said you're going to wash the dishes. You didn't wash the dishes, right? Uh-huh. So what you do is you deflect that and you go, wash the dishes. Interesting. And then you redirect it. I remember the time that you left hair in your hairbrush in the bathroom <laughs> and I didn't say anything, right? <laughs> and then you redirect the fight and then you put it back on her. And before you know it, she's trying to defend herself about the hairbrush and you walk off and go play golf. <laughs> I'm telling you, it works. It's all in my new book. It's all in my new <laughs> That's terrible. Because someone's know. part of it going, you know, that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. You know, you want to know how to do that? Just watch Kellyanne Conway, Trump's <laughs> advisor. She's an expert at uh, defer and deflect. She's absolutely entertaining to watch her do that. Yeah. She never answers a question. <clears throat> that's incredible. Um. Could you imagine married to uh, Kellyanne? Oh, you know? I know. You already know you've lost. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just comply. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just comply. Um, a teenage girl. Okay, so I, I read this article and I go, wow, it's so much darker than what the headline says. You know what I mean? This is really something else. She's a teenage girl. She's from Washington State. She's alive. She's been reunited with her family. After she was abducted a month ago. Mm. And this is near Seattle that she lives. Mm-hmm. They they found her. She's 15 years old, nearly after a, um, a month-long search for her. It also was federal and everything like that. Family sure. members, community. And um, we don't know how she was found and stuff like that. But a string of arrests over the last week in connection to her disappearance have been made. And including two men who allegedly raped her. Wow. So here's 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 the question you go wrong. It's like, what could go wrong in this society? Number one, it's a satanic cult. Number two, well, you don't keep people in prison. You know what I mean? I know. Well, yeah. Um, see, laws have changed where you can get rid of these people. Yeah. You, yeah. There's no death penalty for, you know, anywhere, hardly anymore. You, it, this demonic freak his name is christopher fitzpatrick he's 39 39 yeah yeah he's a grown man he was arrested last saturday um it says in lakewood i don't know if that's colorado i think it's colorado Mm, Uh, from the help with an anonymous tip along with his companion and this is a female maria ann counts 29. She's 29. And both face multiple charges, including kidnapping, excuse me, promoting sex abuse of a minor, third degree child rape, and possession of child porn and providing drugs to a minor. Wow. That's a long list. Folks, you don't just wake up one day and go, I made a mistake. I think I kidnapped a, a kid. I think I promoted some sex abuse and I, I, I might've done some rape and, uh, I might, well, I might possess some pornography and I, I might've given drugs to the kid. 
Mm -hmm. You don't wake up one day and make a mistake like that. No. This is a long time of demonic infestation Mm -hmm. of a human genome. They have uh, both pleaded not guilty. What a, a, you know, what What a a shock. shock. Yeah. Yeah. On May 9th, the day that the victim had disappeared, see, the girl took a bus from, uh, I guess, Bonnie Lake to Federal Way, where she met Fitzpatrick there. Now, I I don't know the rest of the story. I don't know if she knew him, you know, or Mm -hmm. just he just contacted her. Here's the kicker. This guy was previously convicted on charges. Previously convicted. Not arrested, convicted. There's a difference, mm-hmm. right? On charges of assault and felony harassment after being accused of repeatedly raping his then wife in 2003. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Convicted. When he was arrested this time at a motel, he was in the act of having sex with a 16 year old girl who was tied to the bedpost. Yeah. <laughs> right? What could go wrong, folks, mm. in a society who's rejected God? Exactly. God's That's... moral law. What could possibly go wrong? And you're surrounded by idiots. We're surrounded by these idiots who keep bringing it on. And I mm. know it's part of the biblical plan. I know it's it's going down the tubes until it's. But still, over, but. you got to live here. Mm-hmm. Your family, your kids, your grandkids. Yeah. Got to live in this cesspool. It's tough. Sometimes it gets really, really tough. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, you think about what this this gal, fifteen years old, went through. Oh, it's gosh. something you just can't erase. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. She's just this trauma. She's gone. Yeah, this ain't, you know, I mean, it's, it literally would take a miracle yeah, to, uh, to do something there, but, uh, literally a miracle from God. Oh yeah. But, um, outside of that, you know, yeah. Oh yeah. And who knows what, how, how many other people, you know, these guys have done. Well, yeah. Because, uh, what was it that he, that he raped his wife in 2003. Mm-hmm. So that's 15 years that's yeah. passed. All these things that he was convicted of. What about the things he wasn't convicted yeah. of? And look how active he was. And when they found him with the six-year-old girl tied Jeez. to the bedpost, had had they not made the arrest then, it, it, who they wouldn't have known about that one. Mm-mm. That's just another one. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, you talk about a, a demonic addiction. This guy has a demonic sex addiction, right? And that's why I talk so much about, you know, the biblical mandate. You know what God says. Because these demons come in there and give you addictions, whether it be alcohol, drugs, you know, Definitely. sexual addictions, gambling. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people have gambling addictions. You know, we live in a gambling state. Um, a lot of people have problems. Yeah. You know, so yeah. here's an addiction. Here's a demonic addiction. And this is a fascinating story. Um, if you get a chance, go to our Facebook page on Fifth Hook Media. F-I-F-T-H-O-O-K media. Yeah. On there, you can read this story. It's it's quite amazing because it does show you some insight about the way these, these demonic entities work in the human, mm. you know. So this is, uh, it's called Inside a Porn Addiction Clinic with patients as young as eight. 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 Eight years old. An eight-year-old problems with pornography. <laughs> yeah, dude, at eight years old, your body isn't even producing those kind of hormones yet. You know what I mean? That's eight. Eight. So this goes on. I'm, I'm going to try to get uh, past the the rhetoric and get to the meat of it. Uh, but anyway. They they do the journalists go in there and they talk to this um, this gal who runs this sex addiction clinic, um, but the story's told a lot by um, other people who mm-hmm. go here. So I'm gonna have to go through a little bit of it. This one guy's uh, his is this one guy is there and um, they're saying he's he's one of Britain's growing number of pornography addicts 
whose shocking secret is just one click away from destroying his life forever. And they say he's a really good looking guy. He's dressed real nice. He's got some charm and everything. You would never know he was, you know, perv. And what he says, he goes, what gives you a thrill one day doesn't do do it for you the next. Mm-hmm. Is that see, true? That's, yeah, but that's that's the nature of lust. Yeah. You're never satisfied. And what what gives you the thrill the first time, you've got to get more. Now, that's a really, really good point, Ms. Capel, because I never really kind of put together lust, covetousness with addiction. Mm-hmm. But you're absolutely right. It's that is that could be a biblical definition of what addiction is. Mm-hmm. Covetousness or lust, lust of the eyes, you know. Yeah, that's why the Lord warns you about covetousness because yeah. it's greed. Yeah. And greed is always hungry for more. It's like um hell and death. It's never uh-huh. satisfied. Hell in the grave. Exactly. You know, so that's, that's what you got here. So, you know, yeah. So what could go wrong when we just throw away the biblical mandates and God's moral laws that are, that are here to protect your human genome from demonic infestation, mm-hmm. whether you're Christian or not, there's certain barriers, right? Yep. That once those barriers are broken down, like in the case of these people or, or the guy who's raping children, Ugh. broke down those barriers a long time ago. Yeah. He didn't just wake up one day and go, hey, I think I'm going to, you know, kidnap kids. Mm-mm. Right. Uh, so he, he goes, he says, you're always looking for the greater buzz and then it leads you into a darker place you never believe possible. There you have it. So it's not just you can't just have regular sex anymore. You can't just watch it anymore. It gets deeper and deeper and darker and darker. That's exactly what these things do. That's what makes this a good article because you can see how demonic spirits operate how, how they lead you mm-hmm. so there's one expert in this field he now claims that porn addiction is affecting children as young as eight he mm-hmm. knows because he's treating them yeah and he says it's a physical dependency people are self-medicating with porn and each time they need a greater more hardcore hit and this comes from a guy named Rob Watt, who has uh, been been ex- treating these sex addicts for 13 years. Mm-hmm. You notice that it's a, a physical dependency. Yeah. And so the only way um, through this is through faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. You have to be reborn. And that's why, you know, faith isn't dependent on our physical... Um, Emotions. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like, um, you know, physical plane, I should say. Yeah. It's like what we just discovered, you know, about, uh, you know, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all this stuff. You know, these guys are coming out and saying, we invented a monster mm-hmm. and people need the hit. They need to see how many likes they have. You know, how many people responded to my post and mm-hmm. how many friends do I have? And friend, right. And it's like a hit of dopamine every time they see that and they're addicted to it. You know, they get this hit and um, they can't put it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so all their, you know, friends are digital friends. So they don't they don't have real friends anymore. They don't communicate with real people anymore. And and it's just as much as a physical addiction as this is. Right. You know, or, or drugs or alcohol, anything. It's all, you, you could trace it all down to Satan. Mm-hmm. It's a demonic activity. The, the word warns over and over again that Satan is, he goes about like a roaring lion mm-hmm. seeking whom he can devour. Well, these people are being devoured, yeah. you know? So he goes on and says, it's a secret, shameful world, which people struggle to admit until it's too late. Now, this is interesting. He says, I'm currently working with kids as young as eight who are watching hardcore porn in the middle of the night and getting up first thing in the morning to watch it again before school. Wow. The effects are truly devastating and will only get worse. Folks, he didn't make this up. Eight years old. See, their conscience is already seared. Yes. Really? In eight short years of that. life, he's he's already um, given, given, given way to demonic spirits. Mm-hmm. In eight short years, 
That's sad. In the middle of the night, he's watching hardcore porn and has to watch it before he goes to school. Eight years old. It's fixed. Yeah. Now, he goes on. He says, a school counselor and a group of parents came to me because they found on a child's phone. What they found on a child's phone wasn't even regular sex. He, now, check this out, folks. He says, we're talking about necrophilia oh, and bestiality. It had already gone that far. It's a child. Teachers, parents, look what we found on this kid's phone. It's not just like regular sex. It's not just regular porn. It's not, uh, you know, it's necrophilia. The mm. kid is watching people having sex with dead bodies. Yeah, that's awful. And bestiality. I don't even want to think about that because I like animals. Wow. And so then he says, he goes, it gets dark quickly. Mm. I work with married company bosses who spend six hours a day in porn chat rooms. Those who've seen over 1,000 sex workers. That means prostitutes. I had a client watching porn involving roadkill. Now, I have no idea how you can associate sex or porn with roadkill. I can't even imagine how that works. But Mm -hmm. he says he had a client that was watching porn involving roadkill. And then this client had to head out in their car in the middle of the night to act it out. That's nasty. Looking for... You know, an armadillo to run over and tie it into sex somehow. Mm. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. But that's probably the thrill of killing something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then I guess then you need a quicker fix. And then, right. So that moves on to a little kid. Then yeah. it moves on. You know what I mean? So the point is, as you can see, just as I'm reading this in this article, you can see the path that that these demonic entities take people in. Mm-hmm. So this guy's yeah. it's almost like something that's really innocent at first becomes more and more dark. Yeah, and it's it's hell in the grave. It's mm-hmm. well, what is what is that scripture that? Um, you know, sin starts off with, you know, you're looking with the lust of the eyes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got the desire and then you got a little taste, a little touch, you know, and mm-hmm. then that turns into sin. And then when sin is complete in a person's life, it brings forth death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's a good idea to ignore all that stuff in our society. It's just become a satanic cult. Yeah. What could go wrong? Well, this guy, he continues, he says, nothing surprises me anymore. So the uh, the journalist spent the day with him. And this is in Europe. It's uh, Europe's first long-term treatment center for pornography and sexual compulsivity. Mm. And he founded it in 2015. He believes that due to the accessibility of more hardcore content online... Porn addiction is set to reach epidemic proportions as the next generation we've grown up with. Um, un, they have unparalleled internet use. They don't, they don't know never having the internet. They, yeah. they don't go on dates. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had unparalleled internet use and they struggle to form relationships and hold down employment. Yeah. Because they're addicted to porn. Mm-hmm. He says his background was alcohol and drug addiction, but he found that more and more people with porn and sexual compulsivity were presenting themselves to me and we had no idea how to treat them. Wow. And he says the consequences are catastrophic, but the regular 28 day programs weren't working. Mm-hmm. So he left in 2012, started his own private practice and it's the only one of a kind in Europe. He believes long-term therapy and treatment as well as a period of abstinence is the only answer. And I don't think that is the only answer. I think the only real answer is you got to get rid of those demons and you can't Mm -hmm. do that until you're covered under the blood of Christ and you do that through repentance. Um, So anyway, he says they have uh, highly skilled technicians and they're trying to develop unique models and to deal with this kind of stuff. And, uh, but he's, he's, he admits there's, there's been 
over a 100% increase in clients in recent years. <laughs> so this, um, you know, it's not like going, going away. And the consequences of their stories are as catastrophic as they are heartbreaking. Yeah. He says some of the men attempt suicide through the shame. Sometimes their partners do when they make the discovery. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. He says probably the saddest story was a client whose child committed suicide. Mm. Because these people are, they're addicted. These demonic entities are driving them mad. Yeah. And now they realize I can't stop. I can't stop. I have to, I I have to have it. Yeah. Uh, He also says we see people with physical injuries. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. From masturbating up to 12 times a day. Lacerations on penises are common. Internal and external injuries on women. Mm -mm. For female sex addicts exist too. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Um, Ooh. He says, I even had a client who was left incontinent from excessive use of sex toys. Yeah, okay. You know. um, So he he explains it that it's dopamine is the neurochemical of desire. And it's perfect for pornography. You get one big hit and an overload flooded with dopamine and whatever it is you're looking at, it will never, ever be enough. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's why you can't say to a teenage boy, please stop looking at porn and get on with your homework, you smutty boy. Mm-mm. It's not possible for him to stop. This is a physical dependency. And he says, lots of people watch porn uh, healthily in their lives. There are lots of people out there having lots of great sex lo- lives and still leading normal lives. And I would question for how long, mm-hmm. how long are you going to be normal and healthy? Yeah, because that's not what it's designed to do. That's not what demons are or have have plans for. Mm-mm. You just to get your kicks and then they move on. And he says the tipping point into addiction is consequences. And when you wake up in the morning and you physically need something over anything else, then you got a problem. Yep. Yeah, we know that um, demons don't work that way because now they have authority over you. Mm-hmm. They're the strong man that's holding you down. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-mm. Much more powerful, intelligent, smarter, deceptive than a human will ever be. Yep. He talks and he says, people presenting here in my clinic are not having a good time. The consequences are ruining their lives. Mm-hmm. They're about to lose partners. They've been caught uh, looking at porn at work, masturbating in public, or they've crossed the legal line. You know, and you see that, you go like, why would this guy be master? You know, I mean, you read these stories, you know, of some celebrity or, you know, why would this guy be in a park, you know, doing, you know, yeah. they can't help it. They're, they're, you know, they're freaks. They're demonic freaks now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we treat people who have been watching underage images. They're using the judicial system for that. And it happens mm-hmm. quicker than you think. But we definitely don't treat pedophiles. If they've had... Uh, contact we refer them elsewhere mm. wow so uh he says a lot of the clients are high-flying businessmen or people holding down good jobs there's wives and uh with children in tow yeah you know we get people who have functional professional adult lives who are often successful yeah because demons are not respecter of persons <laughs> no no, and he says, but then they have this weird childlike quality where they sneak off and watch porn for six hours a night. Mm. He says, the treatment is opposite to a drug addict addict or alcoholic. You can't stop someone's physical need for sex or masturbation. You just need a healthy relationship with it. So anyway, he, he goes on and on and on. Um, <laughs> there's all kinds of stories there. That's what makes it interesting. Uh, he says uh, there's a guy, he was a 32-year-old former office worker. He's been coming here uh, for a long time when his wife found his porn on his laptop, right? Mm. And he says, I was nipping to the toilets at work and masturbating. Eventually, I lost my job. When my wife found out, she left me. It's ruined my life. You, he, he, at work, he couldn't help himself. He, he had to go. Mm-hmm. Wow. He says, I physically couldn't stop. I was self-medicating. My depression with porn is a quick fix. It made me feel good. And he says, I got to the point where I couldn't have sex with my wife. It was too boring in comparison. 
I'd stay up late at night watching videos and in explicit message rooms with what I believe to be women. <laughs> in reality, mm. I have no idea. He's just, mm. um, anyway, it, 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 he just talks about how he goes deeper and deeper into uh, bondage, dominus, submissions, uh, sadomasochism. It got darker each time. He needed a greater high. Yeah. And then when his wife found out, it, uh, you know, he, he wanted to act him out. And it, it's, it's quite a lengthy article. It's, um, very interesting, though. Very interesting when you see how people get hooked. Um, he talks about there's three ways of, of causing the porn addiction. Opportunity. Explosion of Internet porn means you're only three clicks away from your wildest fantasy. And you got it right there in your pocket in your, in your phone, right? Mm-hmm. Trauma. You know, big trauma, little trauma in childhood. Something could do that. And then attachment, where people have attachment to issues from their parents and blah, blah, blah. So it's a bunch of psycho babble, but... On a spiritual yeah. level, um, this is this this is um, you know for any kind of lust or habit oh, or yeah. addiction. Yeah, this is just porn. But like I said before, there's gambling, there's mm-hmm. drinking, there's drugs, there's you know grandkids, there's children addiction. I mean, go on and on. Yeah, right? romanticizing. You know yeah. those um, what do they call those those books? those yeah romance novels you know now you got the 50 shades of uh, gray nonsense anything that you can't stop doing yeah now and i got a question myself here because i love coffee and um can i stop drinking coffee because my cup is empty right now and i'm thinking i don't know i don't know let it go let it go do i need the dopamine fix for the coffee (laughs) but you know that's true too (laughs) well yeah you get addicted to caffeine yeah absolutely you know so uh, what did Robert Palmer say? I'm addicted to love. Mm-hmm. 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 But is it wrong, Miss Capow, to be addicted to you? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to deflect and redirect. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> know that trick. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about the hair you left on the kitchen sink back in 2001? <laughs> okay. Uh, Let's say good night. Ciao, baby. Good night.